0: Hello and welcome to Range of Motion or ROMcast, where I cover all things health and fitness. I'm your host, Hunter Kelly, and today I'm going to be covering the five health related components of fitness. Over the past few weeks, I've talked about goal setting, heart rate, and those are more common topics that some people have at least heard of. The five health related components, at least for me, I never heard of before getting into the kinesiology field. So, to start off, what are the five health related components? Flexibility, cardiovascular endurance, muscular strength, muscular endurance, and body composition. And I'm going to dive into what each of those are. So, first up, I'm going to talk about flexibility which can also be referred to as range of motion. And the main importance is when it comes to flexibility and why it's a health-related component of fitness is because it's going to help increase overall mobility, uh, moving your joints through their entire range of motion. So if you're thinking about a shoulder, being able to move it in every direction possible and still have control over the joint next up it's great at reducing injury the more flexible you are to a degree which I will get into the better off you'll be at avoiding injury because your body's more used to getting into certain pos- certain positions that way you can get out of that same position with ease or with minimal risk of injury now there is a possibility of becoming too flexible where your joints become unstable and this can really become a problem when you're lifting weights and you're getting towards the bottom of that range of motion but because your joint is able to go lower a lot of the time people will let the joint go until it's at their range of motion Which can set it into an unstable joint and you can start tearing ligaments and other stuff that you don't want torn. So being flexible is great until it's too much. It's going to be a great way to help avoid injury. And the great thing about flexibility, it is one of the easiest things to train. Whenever you're looking at progressions for muscular strength, muscular endurance, or cardiovascular endurance, flexibility is the quickest to progress, as long as you stay consistent with it. So the way to train for flexibility is going to be through the use of stretches. And when it comes to stretches, you have three main types. You have static, ballistic, and dynamic. Static stretches are going to be where you're holding a position so a toe touch uh, whenever you get into like a seated butterfly position where you're just getting to that point of uncomfortable and holding it and that's the key thing to remember when training for flexibility you don't want to go to where it's painful you want to go to mild discomfort and then hold it from there so static staying in one spot holding it ballistic is going to be explosive you're kind of exploding a joint through a range of motion which if you're not properly warmed up can be harmful it can be a risk so you don't really see that a whole lot outside of athletic competitions and the last one dynamic is where you're just moving a joint through a range of motion to attain the stretch so thinking like arm circles or anything that's A movement of the joint, but it's not an explosive movement. It's not fast. It's not unstable like a ballistic. So it's kind of like a happy medium between static and ballistic. Next up on the list is cardiovascular endurance. This is all about heart rate. So kind of what the first episode of my podcast was talking about. The cardiovascular endurance is going to help improve heart rate, the ability to intake oxygen and use that oxygen effectively. So there's a lot of scientific stuff that goes into making the cardiovascular endurance a better part of your fitness. It's going to also help boost your metabolism. That way you're not feeling like you need to eat as much. And as someone who used to train a lot in cardio, I was very rarely hungry and now I'm at a point where I'm trying to gain weight so having to fight this boost in metabolism is quite a struggle from time to time but it can really help if you're trying to lose weight because you're not going to be as hungry as much. And if you're working on just improving overall fitness your cardiovascular endurance is going to be one of the best things to do so because Next to flexibility, it's going to be another quick progression to get to your goals faster. Uh, The great thing about your heart is it can do a bunch of crazy stuff as far as changing, and it's going to help you stay more fit for your daily activities. So whether that be walking to work if you're living in a more urban environment, or just climbing stairs, being able to be more mobile, while working without having to stop and catch your breath every few seconds or few minutes. It's a great way to start down a fitness journey if you're looking for a fitness-based goal. It's also great for other goals as well, but you're generally going to see it kind of shoved out to the side. I know whenever you're scrolling through YouTube, Instagram, anything like that, People tend to hate on cardiovascular endurance, but it's going to be one of the better things to help you live a longer, healthier life because your heart is the most important muscle in your body. So whenever you're training, I try to help remind people of that. That way you're able to live longer for yourself, for your loved ones, whoever it is. But that way you're able to... Also, better keep up with them than someone who's less fit in cardio. Next on the list is muscular strength. And this is exactly what it says it is. It is how strong your muscles are. And it's not as far as like a fitness-based concern. It's like how strong you are. Like, oh, you're benching 225, 315, whatever. It's just being able to be strong enough For whatever your goals are. And that's a big thing that I think people tend to forget. Because they hear strength and they're thinking. The Incredible Hulk. He-Man. Thor. All these massive people that are absurdly strong. But to be strong doesn't necessarily encompass all of muscular strength. Because muscular strength can just come from anything. Whether it's enough muscle to... Stand up off the couch and walk to the fridge, depending on your goals and where you're at in life. Having the strength to do whatever it is you want to do. Now, for muscular strength, this is going to be one of the ones that takes a longer progression. You're looking at earliest two weeks before you're really seeing any changes in yourself or in any aspect of the training before like weight starts to increase if you're using that or anything along those lines increasing band tension depending on training styles it all comes down to that and the best way to train for muscular strength is through the use of weights weights are a great invention that help boost how strong you can be and help boost how well you can lift weights so next up on the five health related components is muscular endurance and this is just pretty much how long your muscles can work before they get fatigued so whenever you think of humans think of us as endurance based creatures if you think back to uh cave people and native americans where they're pretty much tracking and following these herds of animals we had to keep up with them so whenever it comes to endurance humans are pretty well equipped to go long times without having to stop so most people are very well built at being well endured and whenever you're thinking of fitness aspects of endurance in day-to-day life it's going to help you perform simpler tasks whether it be climbing a set of stairs at work or kind of like cardio they tend to go a little hand in hand as far as like walking cycling anything like that you need to be able to have the endurance in at least your leg muscles if you're cycling to make it up a hill make it across long stretches and the best way to train for endurance is going to be your lower weight higher repetition and there's a lot more that goes into that at finding what a lower weight for you is and what that rep range is most of the time we use a rough guide of 10 to 15 reps And then the weight is going to be something that is moderate for you. As for strength, it's going to be pretty heavy, where you're only shooting for about 5 to 8 reps. So with those 5 components covered, that just leaves 1. And I'm hoping that y'all are starting to put that picture together at how, when you're putting these together, it does make you more fit and that's why they are the five health related components of fitness so the last one body composition and unlike all of the others you can't really train for body composition it's something that comes from training all of the others so what body composition is is how much lean tissue you're carrying as opposed to fat tissue And it's going to help reduce uh, cardiovascular diseases as well as other diseases. Its main measurement is going to be through BMI, DEXA. There's some electrical stuff. But the two more common ones you'll see in today's society is going to be BMI, which is Body Mass Index, and DEXA. Don't ask me what DEXA stands for because I can never remember... What it stands for off the top of my head. But body mass index is the simplest one, but also the least effective. It only compares your height and weight, it doesn't take into account how much lean muscle you have or anything like that. So that's why you can see like Mr. Olympias that would be considered obese or morbidly obese because of their weight, height, and age ratio and that's all bmi does so if you're shooting for a more fitness based goal as opposed to uh, muscular hypertrophy it's going to be better for that dexa on the other hand is a body scan so it pretty much scans you weighs you and does all of this crazy math i am not a scientist by any means but it does a bunch of stuff to give you how much lean muscle you have, how much fat mass you have, how much your bones weigh, your bone density. It's, it goes very in-depth at everything that it gives you. But going back to BMI, it's something that you can calculate on your own. You don't need this expensive equipment to calculate it for you. So for BMI... To calculate it, you need to know your weight in kilograms and your height in meters. And the equation is your weight in kilograms divided by height in meters squared. So you just take those two numbers and it's going to give you a number. And it's going to put you in a classification on the BMI chart. So starting off at underweight, working up to morbidly obese, Underweight is going to be anything that's less than 18.5. Moving up to a healthy weight is going to be in a range from 18.5 to 24.9. Overweight is considered 25 to 29.9. Obese is 30 to 34.9. Severely obese is 35 to 39.9 and morbidly obese is anything that is equal to or greater than 40. But like I said before, BMI is not necessarily the end-all be-all. It's a very rough measurement that doesn't really take the person into consideration. It's solely based off of weight and height. So that really kind of can skew the numbers in a few ways depending on how tall you are, how short you are, how, how much lean muscle you're carrying. So don't necessarily get caught up in the classification that you're being put into because it might not be a hundred percent accurate. It's just a very rough guide to kind of help get you started. And like I was saying before, unfortunately, you can't really train specifically for body composition. It comes from training all the other components of fitness. So being able to take these five and smush them into one is going to help maintain a healthy and well-balanced life. So if you're shooting for a more fitness-based goal, you want to just become more fit, training these five are going to be key in obtaining those goals. If you're looking to be... Training more for muscular hypertrophy, or if you're looking to be a marathon runner, you might want to focus more on individual aspects, but you still need to train in some way the other ones to help maintain a well balanced workout routine or well balanced regimen. You can like if you're training to be a marathon runner, you definitely want to do more cardio uh endurance stuff as opposed to muscular strength because you don't want to be this hulking mass trying to power through a 5k it's it's going to make your goals harder so whenever it comes to training for you you have to kind of go back evaluate your goals and where you want to be look at these five health related components and see which ones are going to benefit you the most but know that all of them are going to benefit you. You're not necessarily want to go all in on just one specific component because a broken record again, they all build off of each other. They're all going to help you get where you're trying to go. And also, like I was saying earlier, with people kind of harping on cardiovascular endurance and how they take that out of their routine... If it was up to me, I would not drop any of these for any reason. Because they can help out with obtaining any goal. Whether it be being a bodybuilder, running a marathon, cycling in Tour de France, becoming the next top tennis player or golf player. Whatever it is, these five are going to help you get there. And being able to train all of them is going to not only help you in your goals, but it's also going to help you out in life. And as far as the five health-related components of fitness, I do believe that covers them decent enough. If y'all have any further questions on them or y'all want me to elaborate a little bit more, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know. You can reach out to me on Instagram or anchor which is where i upload podcast i know my emails linked to that account so you can always email me from there and if y'all don't mind if y'all liked it maybe sharing it with a friend or two it really helps me grow and help reach as many people as i can and helps me reach my goals as well as y'all's again this is hunter kelly signing off and i will see y'all next time